Why, hello there! My name is Kenji Dick. And I'm Claudia Duick. And this is Wittenberg Radio. It is episode 118, and it is March 27th, 2018. Claudia, how are you doing? I am doing well. I'm hanging in there. The semester is picking up fast, but I'm, I'm doing good. That's great to hear. How are you? It's all right, you know. Uh, all the essays are due at this point, but, you know... Even even in during this time where you may feel like you're being overwhelmed, maybe uh, drowning in the amount of work you have done, always keep in mind that the sun will rise again, and that sun will bring summer with it as well. So even if you don't go, even if this uh, week doesn't go exactly the way you planned, uh, always keep in mind that there's always another day. So yeah, and there's know. always chocolate, and there's always Seinfeld. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, you know. <laughs> yeah. Recently, my Seinfeld, uh, my kind of escapist like sitcom has been Parks and Recreation as of late. Oh, uh, good show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Chris you know. Pratt before he was, Gar- yeah. you know, garbage. The good so old he's days. A, he's, a, he's not garbage now. <laughs> he's not garbage. I like right. I take it back. He's not garbage. He he's just, he's Star-Lord he just, now. but Yeah, you know. he conformed to the Hollywood standard. <laughs> I liked him when he was pudgy. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many things to like about that show. Um so that's been like that's been my relief, you know. So yeah, far. and Amy so. Poehler, I mean, hey. and Aziz Ansari. This is all the stars before they're before they became big. Big. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. It's a good show. And with that, let's talk about upcoming events. This upcoming April sixth, the Friday, there's going to be a wonderful event here, uh, which is a carnival, a student-held carnival, more specifically. It is a carnival that is celebrating social unity as well as the end of the school year after all your major papers and assignments are finally done, and a little bit of a brief period to celebrate right before you have to go back to the grind for the final exams. Uh, It's going to be starting with a parade of sorts, uh, starting in the student center at 7 p.m., and you go from there to the wonderful Great Hall, where there's going to be dancing, songs, music and food it sounds like a wonderful event a wonderful good old time if you want more details you can check out a video on the student events page made by yours truly fun fact wink wink and (laughs) it is going to be loads of fun i've talked to the people who've been organizing it so far and they've been putting a lot of work into it and it seems to be great so that is coming up on april 6th 7 p.m starting in the student center also on that day, but in the morning, there is an event being held uh, as part of the final project for the Peace Ecology class and the Voluntary Simplicity class. Um, there is not that much information yet about what it's called, but just so that you can you know, keep your heads up for, for posters about that um, and other you know, communications, advertising, uh, there's going to be food and workshops, a fire outside, I hear... Maybe some like mending for old broken clothes. You know, just thinking about how we can take care of our earth and the things that we have. Um, b- but before that, on April 4th, there is the Jazz at CMU and Concert Band concert happening in the CMU Chapel on April 4th at 7 p.m. It's $5 admission at the door. Um, on the 5th, there is the Spring at CMU annual fundraising event featuring students and faculty songs and sharing from Steve Bell. Wow. Um, also, there will be the, the 2018 CMU PAX Award um, being given out and received. So that's on April 5th in the Marpet Commons. You should uh, check that out as well. Today on the show, we have the pleasure of talking to the writer of the post on the Wittenberg door, Isaac Schlegel. He is a third-year biblical and theological studies student, uh, and he is originally from mm, Morden? Morden, Manitoba. Morden, Manitoba. Wow, I got a guess right. Look at that. 
Normally, I just ch- clump them all together, those towns there in the south, but I get in a lot of trouble oh, I'm for really that. impressed. Thanks. <laughs> well, welcome here, Isaac. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So you posted uh, a post that we read last time on the episode. We read it out loud so that p- if people hadn't seen it, they could hear it here. Um, so I won't go into too much detail about, about what it said, uh, but what made you post this post? What went into that thought and that action? Well, as a student in the CMU residence over the last two years, I've, I've, had, I've made a lot of really close and valuable friendships, and a lot of those have been with women, and I found it very difficult just in my own personal experience to maintain some of those friendships within the constraints of the system that's been set up mm-hmm. um, within the residence. Okay. And, and why now? I'm not convinced it was the perfect timing mm-hmm. to do it. It was more the point at which I most strongly felt the impulse to actually say something. This is stuff that I've been I've been thinking about over the last like two years, and mm-hmm. not not just me. I've had conversations with other people about it, and wanted to finally I don't know bring it forward and have it mm-hmm. be something that we discuss as a community. Right. Okay. Um. So this has been going on for a while. Do you do you get the sense that a majority of of people in res have have thought about this as a potential or or are on board like what is your sense of your co you know inhabitants of <laughs> of CME res buildings um that's hard to say for yeah. sure um i know there are a lot of people for whom having the 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 situation that we have right now where gender is is pretty clearly segregated and mm-hmm. res hours are limited has actually been quite valuable for them um for a variety of reasons, including feelings of personal security and mm-hmm. also, um, in some cases, um, just I don't want to say being more conservative, you know. Right. But well, and and something that like I think about when I see this is um, it depends how you've grown up mm-hmm. and coming into a new space uh, at CMU and making this your home. I can imagine that for some people, being um, put into a position where you live with with co- like with the other sex or the other gender, um, would be an adjustment to say the least, and something that might, uh, or my hesitancy, would be feeling not free in your space mm-hmm. because of the other gender, which is something that I would say shouldn't be a thing, but that doesn't mean that it isn't, Mm -hmm. right? So ideally, our, you know, attitude towards gender would, you know, allow for for co-ed living, but I I don't know if that would be, that would be an adjustment for a lot of people and maybe also a lot of parents. Yeah, I think we we definitely want everyone to feel comfortable in the residence, and I think everyone would agree Mm -hmm. about that. I think it's less, generally what I've heard is less opposition to the concept of there being a co-ed space and just questioning how much demand there really is mm-hmm. for it. And I can't personally speak to that right? Um, without having done, you know, any analysis or right. surveying. Well, and that's why you posted it, right? To kind of get a sense of, of how, um, how much um, there is, like how much initiative there is behind this from students, which, which I think is a good way to start the conversation. Uh, I know there was talk of of making Concord uh, more co-ed in the beginning of the year, and I don't know specifically why that that didn't become implemented. But 
Uh, I'm wondering how, how you would see this being implemented uh, ideally. Well, yeah, I think Concord is a, is a great space to, to implement this. We have uh, bathrooms shared between individual rooms rather than having large communal bathrooms, which just makes things a lot easier in terms of people maintaining privacy as mm -hmm. they move back and forth. Um, also, we actually already use some of the rooms at the end of the uh, of the women's end of Concord to uh, to be available to guests who come and visit campus who are of both mm -hmm. uh, who are of different genders. Mm -hmm. So there's there's in a sense this is already being implemented in Concord, but okay. it's not being implemented fully and it's not being implemented explicitly. And mm -hmm. if we're going to have a co-ed option, it needs to be something that's obvious and available information for for students who especially for students who are coming here and need to know that there's a place that's right. that's comfortable for them mm -hmm. um what do you think of of closed res hours and that in in podker um would you see that changing i i don't think um hmm. i think closed res hours in podker being um being what they are has is useful for a lot of people and so I don't feel the need to change that necessarily okay. um, I don't I'm, I'm certainly not advocating for the the abolishment of of res res visitation restrictions in mm -hmm. general but I think it would be beneficial to, to everyone if there are options available to reflect the the particularity of the diverse people who come to CMU mm -hmm. and may come to CMU right. in the future Right. So here, are you referring to potentially um, having CMU be a, be a welcome space that people who who may identify as transgender or, or don't fall into, you know, our very binary categories that that CMU tends to still have in place? Um, do you feel like this would be something that would make someone feel comfortable here? I do. Yeah. I think people in the process of transitioning, I think people who don't comfortably fit into the binary, as mm -hmm. you said, um, people who may feel like they have a comfortable like gender identity, but express themselves in ways that are more fluid than our standard, at least around here. Mm -hmm. um, I know personally, I, I enjoy painting my nails mm -hmm. occasionally, and I, I have grown to feel comfortable doing that, but it was difficult to do that in my first year, knowing that I was in a male section of the residence and feeling like I needed to perform to an extent a certain type of mm -hmm. maleness in order to feel welcome in that space. Mm -hmm. Well, and these are th these are questions of um, of even just expression, right? And mm -hmm. and and how we present ourselves um, that that often I think gets stifled because then right away it's like oh. Um, are we are we talking about LGBTQ um, issues right away or like identification? Um, people jump to identification right away, mm -hmm. and and maybe it's just how you express yourself, right? And this should be something that um, that that we feel comfortable talking about. And and I think that res is is a good place, is better than most to have these conversations with your peers. Um, and so that mm -hmm. way, I find I find what you're saying quite compelling, because having having co-head co-ed <laughs> co-ed <laughs> co-ed uh, uh, res might allow for that for that conversation to happen more freely mm -hmm. um and even outside of that 
of those individual considerations, which are important, there's also the social aspect of mm -hmm. what what imagination do we have for the relationships that can be developed in this space? Yeah. When we see people of different genders interacting, do we assume that that's sexual in nature? Or are mm -hmm. we building structures that allow for meaningful platonic relationships to form as mm -hmm. well in healthy ways? Yeah, is that something that you, that you have seen or, or been a part of um, often? Do you feel like that's something that kind of hangs over the, the lounge interactions? Could you be a little? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in your in your letter, you reference that um, lounges are a space where this where this happens, mm -hmm. where um, where male and female people can gather together and and form these conversations and friendships, um, and then you say that sometimes people then yeah, like you just said, assume that that might be sexual in nature, um, and and that platonic relationships can't can't are, are stifled by by the separate housing. Um, and is that something, I guess I'm curious, how how often this occurs? Like, is it right away, as soon as you're talking to a girl, um, people assume things? Like, is that is that just a general attitude? Is this something within the culture of CMU that, uh, that could be changed some, like how? I'm wondering how mm -hmm. prevalent that assumption yeah. is. Well, this is, this is one of the interesting things about the situation, actually, is that, I mean, I do experience that sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'll be in a conversation with someone and someone will assume it's something that it's, it's very much not. Mm. But generally, I don't see that reflected in the student culture as much as I do in the systems that the school has in place. Mm. Okay. So it feels like there's, there's actually a disconnect between where the school is at a cultural level and where the school is in terms of res policies. Mm. And actually that those res policies are out of sync with our own policies, which, you know, officially, as of recently, declare that CMU is open to people of all gender expressions, mm -hmm. for one thing. So I, I, I don't see this as much as a cultural problem, as a structural problem. Like, obviously, the two inform each mm -hmm. other. but No, but that's a helpful distinction. And mm -hmm. I think that's why the post is is on the Wittenberg door. It's, it's open and it's saying, hey, look at... Mm -hmm like CMU uh, as an institution. This is something that is important to us and, and that we explicitly say in our policy, we are welcoming, right? This was also mm -hmm. one of the critiques in a former post that we say we're welcoming, but are we really? Yes. Um, yeah. And and I think that like, yeah, way to go for bringing this up um, because regardless of, of how it is, is handled, it's, it's being talked about, mm -hmm. which is already a good step, I think, in, in enacting policy. Um, I was talking to someone about this and they were like, oh, I wonder what it would be like for um, for international students to come to a space that is co-ed um, because of because of cultural differences. And, and, and in many cultures, I think there is still a much stronger divide between genders um, and having CMU say that they are welcoming to everyone um, while enacting this policy might be welcoming to people who um yeah, identify as, as different genders or or even just want to make friends more freely with um, other genders. Um, how might we then at the same time be not welcoming to people who who feed into a, a very or who who embody very um, yeah, very separate and and gendered traditionally mm -hmm. gendered um, ways of living and and want to continue that here. What would you say to that? 
So I would say that it's definitely important that everyone feels comfortable and valued here, but I think we need to make a pretty firm distinction between someone feeling their opinion is invalid and someone feeling that their identity mm. is invalid. Because it's one thing for a conservative student to feel that their viewpoint isn't being represented and it's not being respected. And that's not great. But for a student coming in to CMU who's questioning their gender to feel like their very identity and their very understanding of their gender or their understanding of their sexuality is outside the realms of what's acceptable, mm -hmm. that's, that hits a lot closer to home than, than, than one's beliefs even necessarily. Not that beliefs aren't significant, mm -hmm. but things like, things like gender identity and sexual identity are, are huge and they're, they're really core to what makes us human. Hmm. So as a, as a bisexual person who's here, at CMU, I've, I've felt accepted, but I know that that's not the way things would have been necessarily if I had come here a few years earlier or if I had been one at one of the various colleges that eventually formed mm -hmm. CMU before that. Hmm. And it's possible that my presence here, my, my very presence here makes someone uncomfortable. Hmm. And I'm sorry about that. I genuinely don't want to do that and I want to live in a community where we can all love and appreciate each other. But if the decision if if it comes to the point where things seem intractable and a decision needs to be made between people's opinions being comfortable and people being comfortable with their own identities, I think we need to choose identity. Mm -hmm. Wow, what a what a helpful distinction. That's powerful stuff. This is just off the tangent, and we kind of already talked about this, but I'd be interested to know, since you posted up the post, have you received any kind of reception of any sorts from it's anybody else in res? <laughs> I, I have. It's it's interesting. The no no responses have been posted on the door yet. Mm. But I know that people have have talked about it. Um largely the, the people that have come up to me have been complimentary, saying, Oh, I'm I'm glad you posted this or this was well written. Um, I've appreciated those. I, I would also love to hear from people who, who think differently or, or see problems in the proposal as well. And I have received a little bit of that, and that's been, that's been very helpful to think about as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and most of all, I just I think it's a good conversation to, to be seriously having. Um, and it's about time that, that we, we talk about this here because the rest of the world has, <laughs> I mean, or the rest of our society um, has been talking about it and... and, and um, whether that's been helpful or, or enough or not, you know, that's all disputed and, and it's a difficult thing to, to really talk about in a, in a good way and it's hard to know what is, what is good. Um, but, but that CMU start talking about this, I think, is, is essential. Um, regardless of, of what comes of it, um, the conversation, I, I would say, is, is already a good step. Um, do you think that further conversations being facilitated by the institution or by, like, student life or res around specifically gender um, would be helpful or should this be something that kind of occurs naturally and organically within friendships I think it would be helpful to have continued institutional conversations mm -hmm. about this um, but only if only if it's shown that there's sufficient demand to do mm -hmm. that so I understand that I made this post as as one person and I'm not sure 
how broadly my feelings are shared. I know that I know that others do feel the same way, but yeah, I mean, I would say whatever whatever change happens, I think should happen at an institutional level, but that can only happen if if students make their voices heard first and indicate that this is something that we want and and desire real change on. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, thank you for for being the voice of that uh, to kind of get this going here. Um, and and I would encourage anyone listening that, that if you have thoughts about this or want to talk to people, um, Isaac is a very approachable human as well as, as we are, I think. Yeah. And, and we'd love to, you know, continue these conversations. Mm -hmm. And if you have ideas of how CMU could could go about this issue or, um, yeah, small things that might might make this uh, a good a good transition mm -hmm. or. Yeah, but we're open to discussion and, and we're excited to hear what people have to think. And post on the door. Yes, people post read on what the you door. post on the door. It's really impressive. Yeah, right? Use that medium. Wow. Why don't people use it more? All right. Well, me. <laughs> well thank you for joining us, Isaac. Thank you for your nuanced and uh, yeah, this is a sensitive thing. And, and I'm just so glad that someone really, you know, felt compelled to, to bring this forward. So thank you very much and for coming on the show. Thank you. And I may just say one more thing, yeah, if go ahead. possible. Um, one of the things that I've heard come up a lot in my discussions around this topic is concern for students about how donors would react huh. if a co-ed space was established. And I want to make it clear that I, 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 I have great appreciation for the donors that contribute to the school. They're, they're a large part of the reason that I'm able to be here. But part of respecting and appreciating the donors is not speaking for them mm -hmm. and letting them speak for themselves. Ooh. We don't need to assume that they're more conservative than they actually are, and it's not our job as students to speak for the donors. No. So I, again, yes, I, I have great gratitude for the donors that support the school, but I don't want any students to feel like they can't share their opinions because of the force of donors bearing down on them somehow. They're not a malicious force and students actually contribute more financially to the school than donors do so your opinions and your contributions are valid i couldn't have said it better myself well done thank you <laughs> thanks isaac for my music pick of the week i'm going to be picking a song from probably my favorite album of all time the suburbs by arcade fire it is modern man it is the third track on the album uh this whole album by the way is just wonderful it's the album i come back to every once in a while every once in a while when i just want to feel the feels but this track in particular does a great job of doing that so here is modern man by arcade fire
that brings an end to our episode. Thank you once again for listening to Wittenberg Radio. Remember to go to the wonderful CMU Student Carnival that is happening on April 6th, starting at 7 p.m. in the Student Center. And on that same day in the morning, you can check out the Voluntary Simplicity and Peace Ecology final event that is happening. Um, and on the 4th, you can go to the CMU Jazz and Concert Band concert. Uh, it should be quite the event. My name is Kenji Dick. And I'm Claudia Dewick. And we'll see you next week. Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council. 